now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. Did you like Cabana Bay? I love Cabana Bay. Was that your first time at Cabana Bay? Yes. I've only really? been over Universal twice. This is my second time over there. And the first time was while they were building Diagon Alley. So we walked by it with the, the construction walls were down, but you couldn't go in it. It was like a, oh. a couple oh. weeks before it opened. So you walked Sad past clown. Meg. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Meg was probably standing over there. I just didn't yes. look for them. Just waiting. <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't been to Universal before my trip in 2017. I hadn't been there since 2000. So, yeah, I used bit... to go... I went to Universal Studios Hollywood as a teenager, but that was That's years cool. ago, and I don't even remember it. The main thing I remember is we get, you got to lift the 18 van. Well, they have the actual studio tour. Like, that's a yeah, real you working... Did the... Yeah. You did the tram tour, and then they had like all these props, and they had the van from the A-Team, and you could actually lift it up the way they had it weighted. You could grab the back of it and lift it up off the ground. Like There's a picture get... picture of me somewhere lifting it. You can find your inner B.A. Baracus. Yes. We're not here to talk about your vacation, Nick, but we are here no. to talk about a vacation. Hi! Welcome to Butter and Bacon. We discuss the good stuff of Disney and post-trip reports. With us, as always, is Dean. Hi, Dean. How are you? Hey, here we are. Season four. Starting off with the Trip Report show. Yes, we made it. We recorded another show. And I'll download it before it disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Scott. More on that later. Unfortunately, not with us today is Amy, but uh, we do have someone that is very special to a certain podcast co-host of ours, Dean. That is the world-famous B-E-K-K-A of Adventures Out There Travel, Becca. Yay! Yay! Kermit hands. I've met Becca. She's awesome. Muppet Arm Flail. Muppet Arm (laughs) Flail. Everybody. Everybody. Well, hello, everyone. Yeah, so we actually asked Beck. In fact, uh, Dean, I think, just made sure that we could record when she could record. Because we are here to talk about Dean and Becca's and mine and my wife's anniversary. Although not together and not the same year. Uh, Their trip to Walt Disney World and cruise and a whole bunch of other stuff. So with that, I'm just going to basically turn over the show and become a listener. So, Becca, Dean, take it away. Yes, lots of stuff. Lots of good stuff. And... uh... We won't be able to cover everything in one show, and we won't even be able to cover everything uh, from this trip because, well, that's part of why we have Becca here, because I don't remember some of it, because it's been a whole two weeks, I mean, two months, I mean, six months, since we took the trip. (laughs) Easy! (laughs) No, we are timely in our recording, so this will hopefully come out in August, and it won't be too old, Uh, but I think a lot of what we talk about is pretty evergreen, because while... We did some fun and special experiences on the trip. It's stuff that isn't seasonal. So it's not like going to, say, a Christmas party or Halloween party where you really want to capture that in the season. What we did, uh, the, the sort of unique features of this trip, really is stuff that you could do any time of year. So uh, I guess we'll start off as we often do at the beginning, and that is that we, once again, we're traveling to Walt Disney World beginning of July. That is our typical summer trip. So um, what we try to do every year is do something that 
changes it up, makes it so that this trip is unique, stands out from all the others, uh, and has its own sort of characteristics to it. And I can't remember the exact decision on how we came down on this, but we decided to stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Beck, do you remember because you, want, because you wanted to? Oh, that's right. I wanted to stay there. <laughs> you you right. just said, we're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I said, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. Yeah, see, I, and, and just in case I rallied the troops and got my son on board and said, hey, wouldn't it be cool to have zebras outside our window when we're hanging out in the room? So um, we, we decided that not only would we stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge, but we'd kind of go with a little twist to that. And we decided to stay club level. And um, you know we've stayed club level at other resorts, never at a Disney resort before. And for those that aren't familiar, club level, you know, they used to call it concierge level. I don't think you get quite the service that you should call it concierge, but it is an added upcharge and an added up in service that's available when you stay at a Disney resort. And I believe it's available at every deluxe. I'm trying to rack my brain and think of if there's any that don't have it. Uh, certainly, I know Polly, Contemporary, Grand Floridian, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Wilderness Lodge, etc. They all have this experience available. And at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, essentially what it means is you are getting access to a couple of sta uh, cast members that staff a desk up on the sixth floor. And they're available to help you with things like making reservations, uh, getting any other services need done while you're at the resort, and general questions so that you don't have to wait downstairs in the regular line and you really have these folks available to you all the time and you also have access to uh i can't remember the name of the little lounge now back do you remember the name of it it's the which one the the club lounge where the food is uh, kilimanjaro club oh. kilimanjaro uh, club that is it kilimanjaro kilimanjaro club <laughs> yes I, I told you it's been two weeks two months six months since we recorded this so. there was some lady on the elevator who kept asking me what's the <laughs> Somebody kept asking, what's the Camaro Club she saw in the elevator? And I said, well, you can go check it out because I'm going to swipe in and you can just get off the elevator and go look. She said, oh, I think she did. I think she did. I don't know where she went after I got off. That was yeah, that was pretty funny because, you know, it is. There's an extra button on the elevator and you have to swipe your card that says you have club access for people to get up there. And so this woman took advantage of our swipe and uh, and she wandered her way up there. But <laughs> essentially... You know, at, at um, Wilderness Lodge is just a big plexiglass door you have to go through, and I was just staring at all the people going through the door. Yeah. Going, How do I get in there? So yeah, so this lady got to check out what well, we got to check out for the, our three days because uh, we stayed three nights at Animal Lodge Club level. And what the club level offers is different treats, snacks, drinks, etc. throughout the day. So when you get up there in the morning, they'll have sort of coffee tea service available, a little bit of a, a continental breakfast. If you go after seven o'clock and before, I think it was somewhere in the 9.30, 10 o'clock range, they had not quite what I would call a buffet breakfast, but certainly if you are a light eater or if you are someone who just wanted to grab a, a quick bite and head right out to the parks, it was sufficient. They had hard boiled eggs, oatmeal, pastries, bagels, muffins, toast, uh, fruit plate, they had jungle juice, they had apple juice, they had orange juice, they had coffee and tea again. Uh, but yeah, basically, uh, you know, to me, it was sufficient for breakfast. So when you start to think about, you know, of course, the, the question that most people would ask up front, is it worth it? I, you can't really put a, a price tag on it, like to say, you know, you get this meal, you get this meal, you get this meal, and you start to quantify it, unless you really want to be a slave to that and, you know, make it worth your money. I think you could, um, but it's, it's a cool experience and it was nice and convenient to have. 
Um, but yeah, if you start factoring in, say, hey, this is a $20 breakfast, and then this is a $30 lunch, you could probably math your way to, to calling this a, a good value. Uh, generally speaking, I think most well, people don't and, think it's a well, good value, it's is, good to have. Know, yeah, I mean, it's it's sometimes how you value your time. If it's something you can just pop in for five minutes, grab something, and then be on the way to the bus, that's a lot different than getting in line, placing your order, getting a table, sitting down for the same food. Well, exactly, and mm -hmm. that, that's kind of where the convenience comes from. Also, you're not waiting to pay the bill and all that kind of stuff. You just show up, you grab it, you clean up after yourself, hopefully, and then you go. Grab an extra banana. Yeah. Exactly. So once they, continuing on the uh, club offerings, once they close down breakfast, they kind of just keep tr uh, treats out throughout the day, you know, goldfish and snacks and crackers, th things like that. Um, when you get to mid-afternoon, they do uh, what they call their chai, which is like a tea service. So again, sort of those small desserts come out, tea is offered. And at this point, Paul, this is where you get excited because now the beer and wine is coming out. Yes! Uh, and so they have beer and wine available <laughs> pretty much from like 3, 4 o'clock on through the rest of the night. And Perfect. so if you're, if you're really trying to get your money's worth, this Probably might be the way to go. <laughs> White wine, red wine, Tusker beer, Jungling. Yeah, like, uh, why do I have a five-day park hopper when I'm just in the club lounge all day throwing back Safari Amber? Exactly. you got to park hop in the morning, get out for lunchtime, get back here, and Safari Amber for the rest of the afternoon. Nice. Uh, I have to call security then... to get Polly out every night. <laughs> yeah, what time then... is the that's actually a good question because I know that those rooms are not open 24 hours. They are not. So I think the first offerings show up about six in the morning, six thirty. Okay. Uh, when you get when you get through dinner time, so the food's coming up from Boma, so you're oh. getting you're getting things like an African stew, and mm, yep. some skewers and chicken oh. satays, and, and it rotates. It's different every night. Oh. Uh, along with again, still cheese and crackers, some dessert offerings. They had butter chicken with rice. Like oh. Someone was there cooking it. Yeah, butter, butter, chicken, and rice—you uh, know—to cook to order, basically, and kind of prepping it and, and handing it out as it, you came through. So again, I'm not sure you want to make a full dinner out of it, but if you're a light eater or you want to hang out there for a while, I mean, you could certainly make a go of it. And then in the dinner, or if you're uh, watching, after... or if you're just watching your calories, I mean, rather than go to Bowman yeah. and you know you, you pay for the buffet, which I think still is reasonably priced as Disney buffets mm -hmm. go. Uh, but you get a little tempted. Uh, okay, I'll have the pepper pot stew, and yes, I'll have the butter chicken, and yes, I'll have this chicken, and yes, I'll have this fish, and yes, the, all the green beans are good, and now, oh, I'm in the zebra domes. But it, yeah. So if, <laughs> did they yeah, have zebra domes up there? Dean, did they have zebra domes up there? I, I did not see zebra domes during our I three days. I can't remember. I don't think so. They had cupcakes, though, and brownies. They brought out cupcakes, oh. Rice Krispie treats. Brownies. Oh. Isn't Boma the one that has the rice that tastes like peanut butter? Oh, I don't know I about don't that. I remember that. I've had rice that it's uh, sweet. It's like coconut rice. They, when we were, I think it was Boma we went to, and they had a rice that tasted like peanut butter. No. Yeah. Uh, would that be a good thing for you? Or no. Yes, I ate way too much rice that night. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to do. Bad things. So. Uh, after the dinner offerings are done, they move into cordials and desserts for the night, and I believe the club closes at 10. Okay. Yeah. Now, they also have a little cooler up there, like a, a almost like a college size, but big college size fridge. 
So you can grab sodas and waters and things like that out of there too. So it worked out pretty well to be convenient and go up there, grab a, a drink to go as you're heading out for the day or um, take it back to your room if you wanted to. What I appreciated was that um, they called us a couple of weeks before we got there and they asked me if we had any dietary concerns in our party. And they were really open and, and willing and able to listen. And uh, my son has been eating less gluten, doesn't eat dairy, so he's had some dietary concerns. And you know, they offered to make sure that he had specifically uh, a non-dairy chocolate milk available to him at breakfast time. Oh, that's great! Wow. And so, they yeah, they did. They they brought it right out, and it's one of his new. Fa- he hadn't ha- tried that brand before, and he loved what they offered. And um, you know, it, it's just a, an extra again that convenience, that added care, that concierge level service that you can get if it's important to you and if that's something that you need access to. So we really enjoyed the club level. You know, again, value, I, I, I'll say this, I'd do it again. Is he making you drive around town now looking for that chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, yes. It's in our fridge right now. Well, I was going to say, is it shelf stable? Is it something you can get from Amazon? Get a case of it? It is, actually. It is shelf stable. Oh, there you go. Good so, point. Beck, what was your favorite part of the club lounge? Club lounge, dare I say, open bottle of red wine all the time. But um, mm-hmm. I think the ease of being able to go and quickly get something good for breakfast or lunch or a snack mid-afternoon and keep going without having to stop for too long. I think that was great. And also a place to sit down uh, because with at least our child sitting to eat is better than on the go for him. So uh, I think the ease of it, I liked getting up because we get up pretty early. I liked getting up there at six o'clock and being able to grab a cup of coffee without much fanfare. I didn't have to go down to the Mara and stand in line and uh, make too much, much of it. So the, the yeah, ease I, and the I, convenience. But I thought the variety was <laughs> good. The display was beautiful. It was a very large like food offerings. And then the individuals that were working, they were very friendly and willing to, to help and they would clear your table for you even though it was very obvious that we were capable of doing that ourselves but they were attentive and present so that was nice Uh, i have to highlight one thing she said and that is when you go up there you should be sitting to eat uh there was one day we went up there and always remember your shoes yes there's there's a a tv there and that's showing sort of like older disney movies like herbie the love bug type stuff then there was a smaller tv that had disney junior focused Beyond that, there was seating for like maybe 10 people across a couple of tables. We saw a family of four, dad sitting in one of the chairs playing on his phone, son sitting in another chair playing on his device. Mom and daughter both have shoes off, laid out completely, asleep, laying across the bench. It's <laughs> Just, blankets. Yeah, using blankets. I mean, they were they were in there for the long haul nap. It was... Maybe not the best way to treat club level. Uh, You know, I'm not really sure. My my hunch is uh, they were probably just resting up before their flight. But again, not not the place to rest. Or their room wasn't ready. What time of day was it? Uh, Could have been that. That's my guess. Yeah, it could have been that. Room wasn't ready, but they they took advantage of the club loan. I mean, because I got to tell I heard part of that. We're having a horrible connection. I would like to nap in the middle of Animal Kingdom Lodge. That's a good idea. Well, I did it in the It's nice down there. Cozy, it's dark. Oh, Wilderness? Wilderness You you go up to that that little hidden patio up in four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good place. That is the greatest place at Disney right there. Yeah. Yeah, Just sleep right on the bridge. 
right on the bridge over the stream. No, on the other side where the fireplace is. No. Yes, right away. Oh, speaking of bridges, that is one of the cool things about Animal Kingdom Lodge that I really didn't know existed before this trip. So when you're the, if you stand in the middle of the lobby, you look up, not to the uh, Savannah side, but the other side, the top of the sixth floor, that's where the club lounge is. If you head your eyes towards the Savannah side, there's a bridge that goes over the, um, the middle of the lobby on the fifth floor. So just for fun, we had yeah. to go walk that one day, but I, I had never noticed that before. It, it creates a really, really cool view up there. That's very cool. Nick, I would not nap house? up there. A little scary. <laughs> Which house is that? That's uh, Jumbo? In Jumbo house, yeah. yeah. Up on the fifth, fifth floor. We'll be, we're staying there two nights in September, so I'll have to check it out. Yeah, go check it out. Really not cool. not club level, unless you can flip your car to get in the elevator. <laughs> you know people. So the rest of the Animal Kingdom Lodge, I mean, we could do a whole episode just reviewing that hotel, that resort. Um, you know, we didn't get to take full advantage of it. I'd say, you know, we did pretty good for our three days. We... Um, did spend some time. We actually used the laundry facility. We did use the arcade. Uh, we ate. I'm shocked to use the arcade. But your your mind's blown by that, huh? Right. <laughs> the um, uh, Boma. We did both a dinner and a breakfast there. I will I say, uh, along the lines of along the lines of allergy friendly restaurants, um, you know, m many people think picky eater and they think stay away from Boma. Uh, we did really well there with allergy friendly. Chef came out. He made my son his own bowl of free pasta, or she, sorry, it was Pam. Uh, she made a whole bowl of gluten-free pasta, made him his an entire dessert tray for himself. Wow. So we're talking allergy. Also. Yeah, I mean, it plated nicely. What, what, what did he have on there, Beck? Allergy-friendly zebra domes. Mm. Yes. A brownie. Non-alcoholic. Chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> Non-alcoholic. Chocolate chip cookie, and then, like, uh, I think it was, like, a key lime something or other. Yep, and that uh, that cheesecake cupcake type thing. Look good to me. Yeah, he loved it. So, um, again, you know, if you have any, it doesn't have to be a, a true allergy, a sensitivity, uh, maybe even a strong dislike, just ask. Yeah, because preference. they will point you in the direction of, you know, what you need to do in order to accommodate your need. And they have a written menu, too, that they'll hand you a diet. That's good. So, uh... Just to get the, uh, you know, not the third party reference, but first party. So, what did you think of the uh, gluten free, uh, allergy sensitive items at Boma? I love them. That's first hand. <laughs> that's first hand account from a nine year old right there. So, <laughs> um, Mara. That's the AIOT uh, travel kid seal of approval. There you go. There it oh, is. The other place, the other place I'll, I'll comment is Mara. Uh, Mara was a still accommodating but less efficient version of accommodations so mm -hmm. we went there our first day when we got there and they have gluten-free chicken nuggets uh, they're chicken tenders actually not nuggets and tried to order that i got redirected three times to different people oh, and no. from the time i that took a while from the time i placed the order it was almost another 15 minutes before they came out Oh, no. So, not the most efficient as far as grab-and-go and having your needs met for your uh, your dietary needs. So. Yes, yeah, so I'm picturing those are in a bag in their own special section of the freezer, and they threw them in the convection oven. That's probably true. Uh, <laughs> that's probably true. But, yeah, it's... Uh, 
it was a little bit just, I guess, confusing because I ordered through the regular line, and they said, okay, the flatbread you're ordering, we're going to put through this line. The chicken tenders that you want, you're going to go over there. You okay, went to Cosmic Rays. Uh, yeah, it kind of felt like that. I'm in a different bay to order this. <laughs> so go over to bay two, and someone comes by, asks me what I need, and she said, okay, someone will be with you shortly. Then a, <laughs> another person comes by, asks me what I need. I said, well, I just told them this is what I need. Okay, someone will be with you shortly. Then you a are third someone! Person, <laughs> yeah, and then a third person goes, I'm like, this is getting ridiculous. And, of course, you know, it was our arrival day, so I'm already, like, tired from travel. I, I might have... They got a little cranky that afternoon. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. I doubt it. it happens. Right, moving on. So. Moving on. You win some, you lose some. Um, so other highlights from the lodge. So, Beck, I'm, I'll let you kind of describe this. But uh, one thing that's available, and I'm not sure that this is lodge exclusive anymore, but it's certainly most efficient to do from the lodge, is they offer a, I guess they'll call it a sunset safari. It's not really a, a nighttime I safari. I thought you were going to say laundry services. <laughs> I spent a good long time down in the laundry room. <laughs> That's great. Laundry <laughs> service is near the near the Simba's Cub House, which is the kids' play area. Uh, kids, um, like play. Ah. Kid, what do you call it? Kids' there service, was, child service. There was a long way to get there, and there was a short way to get there. But okay, so you were talking about the Twilight Safari, yeah, correct? Yeah, Safari. Take, take us through that. So Twilight Safari is um, an extra cost, of course, because it's considered sort of a tour. And it takes place on particular nights over at Kadani Village. And the check-in is actually at Sana's check-in booth, which is kind of interesting. Um, so that was an interesting evening where we started right at dusk. It was still light out. We went down to Sana, checked in. Uh, Zookeeper was there as our host and our guide. She was a little soft-spoken and a little bit of an introvert, which works because she works with animals. Uh, but she comes out to do these tours and to show you and teach you about the animals. So our group of about eight, we assembled and then got into one of these large safari jeeps. And they took us through three different savannas, uh, looking at the different animals and describing them. What was unique is that all of the animals have human names, like that is Shelby and, and that is Joe. Uh, which I thought was interesting that they uh, personified the animals a little bit. Um, but anyway, we each were given a monocle-type night vision device and showed us how to use them. And as the night went on, it got a little darker, so you were able to see the animals through that. Otherwise, you could see them with your regular eye. And it was quite interesting, the stories she told about each animal and why they are kept on certain savannas certain animals that can't be together, certain genders that they need to keep separate because they have enough of that type of animal already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what that'd else, be a different. That'd be a different type of tour. <laughs> I kind of am short on words. Dean likes to elaborate more than I do, but that's really the gist of it. Right. Dean? Well, I think the other thing to highlight is that all three of us got to go on this, so this is child-friendly um, oh, cool. uh, uh, to the extent that your child stays up late enough. They do a couple each night. So we were on the earlier one, which started at 8.30. I believe the late one leaves around 10, 10 10.15 or so. And uh, the whole trip, uh, we went, there are actually four different Savannah areas around Jumbo House and Kadani Village. We went on three of them. Uh, There was a reason, and I don't remember it. There was some reason why we couldn't go on to the fourth one. But you're literally touring around the Savannahs, not anything to do with Animal Kingdom Park, but actually the ones around the lodge. So you're, you're not seeing 
all the same animals you see on Savannah at the park. So again, no lions, things like that. But you are up close and personal. At one point, uh, there was a giraffe standing right in the middle of where we were trying to go. So much like what you could experience on the safari, um, you're stopping, you're waiting. But in this case, you have a nature expert describing everything to you and telling you about the different personalities of the animals. I, you know, I think it was a great way to see the animals and, and do the safari in a different way. Uh, I certainly enjoyed it. I definitely, I don't think it's a multi-time experience. I don't think it would be all that different to do it again. Um, but definitely something I'm glad we experienced once. Now, were you like in a Jeep or what? Uh, it was a large, large safari Jeep. Not like the safari ride vehicles. Right. But so, sort of like those, but the benches were along the edges, not across. Oh, okay. So the, the, the center was open. And you could, they told you stand if you want. We don't care. They were very light on the rules. Um, they said just don't <laughs> drop anything out of the savannah. If it drops out of the savannah, it's gone. There's no picking up your cell phone. There's no picking up the night vision goggle. Yeah, no. It's that's gone. Gonna stay, that's going to stay there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah picture, uh, picture yeah. your classic hayride. You know, so yeah, yeah. the back okay. with the benches along the side. Uh, this it one took like two hours. Out. Two hours, Dean? Uh, a little over an hour. Okay. A little over an hour. Oh. About an hour. I think it was about an hour 15 by the time we were done. Land-based jungle cruise. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the time you're committing to show up there a little bit early, check in, and then get back and get back to your resort, you're probably committed for two hours total. But I think the ride experience was about an hour and 15. Now, if you're um, a planner, you would have planned Sanaa dinner right after it ended. That's yes. good. Yeah. Or if or you do the ten yeah. o'clock right before. Yeah. That, before. That'd be good. Sure. Can um, Polly can Polly bring his beer from club level down to the? Uh, oh, that's a great Savannah. question. You could probably sneak that in there. No, I don't think they allow any beverages on there. Not even in like a Camelback. I don't think so. Hip flask. <laughs> Perhaps in a Camelback. No. <laughs> yeah, sir, you have to remove your backpack. What backpack? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We have to search your backpack. <laughs> what? No, no, no. This, I, I have a hump. What are you doing? <laughs> it was pretty laid back. It was pretty laid back. It was. It was crazy how, how this two-man crew had to keep getting out and open and close gates uh, to make sure none of the animals were sneak. Yeah, the driver did a lot of work. She I'm had imagining to, every time... these people are probably in pretty good shape for jumping <laughs> up and down out of the vehicle all day. Yeah. No, they really had to be. It was it was good. Um, you know, it sounded like something that was up the uh, the tour guide's alley. You know, she was into zoology, and, and that was where she was headed for a career. So it sounds like a good way to put your skills of communication and knowledge together. Oh, very and cool. be able you know be able to do that as a job. So I, I think she. Yeah, really she worked it. with the animals during the day. In that, when she was done with our tour, she was going back to Animal Kingdom over to the gorillas. Because who got out? One gorilla refused to go in for the night. So they had to go keep watch on him. Not for his behavior, but that others might come and try to see what's going on with him. So they wanted to be there yeah. to protect him. Uh, so, yeah, she was going up there to do yeah, night. I think they were concerned not only... Gorilla. I think they were concerned uh, not only just the other animals, but also the staff. And, right, you know, the staff not, not letting, going on. Yeah, not letting anyone get caught by surprise that this gorilla wasn't where they expected him to be for the night. Uh, yeah, so they go in to clean the enclosure or something, and oh, hi, gorilla. <laughs> Your dinner. Did they call <laughs> like the Nick? Kind of like Nick at eleven thirty in the club level lounge. I want to mention the tour will go on um, weather depending, and it was pretty stormy out, and they still had it for us. They didn't really care that there was lightning relatively nearby, and there were storms, uh, light rain, and it still uh, went off. So that was good. 
Yeah, the back of the vehicle is, is roofed, so it's open air. They can close it if needed, but you know, for the most part, you don't want to close that up. I think it would ruin the experience. It would get really hot and steamy in there too. Yeah, so they got we like kept those ours plastic, open. Yeah, plastic exa flap thing. yeah, exactly. So they kept it open for us. There was enough overhang that you could be on the edge looking out and not get too wet, uh, even though it was light rain throughout. So I think it was great, though. I really enjoyed that. Dean, how does one go about booking that tour if they are interested? Oh, they call Adventure is Out There Travel. Ding. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> uh, no, if you want to book the tour, it's, it's through the uh, the play line. So I think it's 407 WW Play. Yeah. Um, like you would any tour and they seem to make it sound like you know they keep the group relatively small we had maybe eight or nine total people with us and you know we were three of those um i don't think they go much bigger than that my, my hunch is maybe 12 to 15 would be a maxed out tour so it yeah. sounds like you don't have to plan too far in advance you could probably call at the beginning of your vacation and, and find openings sometime during your vacation I mean, if you definitely want to do this, I would do it a, a couple of weeks to a month or so in advance. But I don't think it's something like, you know, six months out, you have to be on the line to get this. Otherwise, it's sold out. Great. Yeah, it sounds, and they give you. Sounds, oh, go ahead. Oh, they give you a really cool uh, Disney conservation pin that glows in the dark at the end. Oh, neat. Yeah, it, yeah. it sounds a lot like uh, trying to book the behind the scenes tour. Like, it's nothing like the backstage magic where if you want to do it, you've got to make sure that you book it. All right, Dean, what else, Dean, what else about our Disney part of our trip? Uh, do you want to talk about. Tiffins and about yes. paper uh, canteen. Yeah, I think you know. Again, for we need to do the brief version because you're you're long winded. We should do the brief version. <laughs> Nick requests an hour to an hour and fifteen minute show, so we have he to does. be wordy. Because he likes going for long walks. <laughs> I block oh, out two hours. Kudos, Nick. Yeah, so I think you know, even though we're only there again three full days, the, the dining highlights are definitely the two you mentioned: Tiffins and Skipper Canteen. Um. I don't know. Let's start with Tiffins. We, we did Tiffins on 4th of July, believe it or not. So we actually, in past years, we've gone, let's dive into the middle of Epcot. We did Marrakesh last year and, and then tried to stay for the fireworks until a monsoon with lightning showed up. <laughs> uh, prior years, we've done Magic Kingdom, you know, where it's 86,000 of your closest friends standing in the Easily. middle of the hub. Um, the other so 25 to 30,000 were smart on the outside. What's that, Nick? I thought it was you and three other people watching Rivers of Light. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't even, we didn't even, even stay. Stay for that, but we did go over. We said let's let's be contrarian and go with like a less crowded park. So we booked fast passes around uh, our dinner there. So we actually did the um, uh, flight flight of passage. I think yeah, we did flight of passage right before dinner. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we had other better ones than before. right after dinner. Oh, yeah. talk about it. Yeah, I think that's, it. A, that's a good point. Um, so it. We, you know, we got there a little bit ahead of time, as we often do for our ADRs. Took us right in. I think it's a, a pretty neat space overall. There's a few um, different rooms. Yeah, the, the, the way they designed this, and I don't remember all the facts of it, but the, essentially each room is representing sort of different travel, different journeys, as they were putting together the park. So the room that we got sat in um, was really almost like a Joe Rohde tribute. So, Beck, tell them about the uh, the art that was on the wall and the way that the server described it. So, <laughs> the art, there was lots of artwork on the wall. Some were drawings and some were carvings. But the drawings on the wall were actually drawings that were done by Joe Rohde when he was over in Tibet, uh, over in Asia, doing his research for the park and for the Pandora region uh, area. And you can see Joe Rohde's personal artwork on the walls in the room we sat in. The adjacent wall 
had a lot of different wires and I asked the, the server what was that about and he said that was because one of one country that Joe Rody went to perhaps multiple had uh, not so great electricity systems and so this was sort of representing how uh, he helped bring over some technology to help tease out and uh, upgrade the tech the, the electric technology over in these countries so it was lots of different wires and uh, it was I took a picture, I should post it. Um, very interesting and sort of keeping in mind that we're very lucky to live where we live and have the technologies that we have. So, good? Very good, yeah. It was just crazy okay. looking, like these wires all over the place and uh, it was in a pretty good interpret interpretation, like an art piece of that, the way the electric system worked. Um, the food at Tiffin's is, I haven't been to Monsieur Paul yet. My hunch is outside of that, it's probably the fanciest food in park in Walt Disney World. Uh, certainly they take their time to plate. They take their care in what they prep. Uh, portions Victorian are... Alberts, I mean. Victorian Alberts. Yeah, but that's not in a park. Oh, I mean, in a I mean park. literally in, in one of the theme Literally, parks. okay. Yeah, yeah. If you go to V&A's or Citrico's or Yachtsman, you, you get, you know, well plated. Oh, yeah, it's going to be plated well. High okay. quality. Go to Shula's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm talking about literally in a theme park. Um, now you got my brain thinking about that. Yeah, I know, and I'm, I'm trying to think, too, like, is there somewhere else that would rival this? Um, but, I mean, just for example, the appetizer... Clearly Tony's uh, Town Square. No. Well, yeah. Leave. Anyone knows that. Leave. Chef, <laughs> Chef Boyardee never looks so good in a bowl. Delete um, your account. I've, I've never even been there. So. I had breakfast there. That was the worst breakfast I've had on property. <laughs> Easily. I don't know. Be our guest was pretty bad. Oops, uh, was that out loud? I went to be our guest when it was good, so I'll, I'll leave it <laughs> Did you go to the, the $30 be our guest breakfast and get a tiny little piece? <laughs> that you can get for $7 piece. over at France and a pep, but we won't talk yeah, about that right? Yeah. So, for example, my appetizer was f uh, falafel and grilled octopus. Oh, you know, you're not getting that anywhere else on property. And we had and the bread was, service. That's not at Sunshine Seasons. <laughs> no. Yeah, the bread service there is great. Got the bread service, and then Beck, you got was it a salad? I had the avocado salad. Yes. Um, it was like a romaine. It was like basically a big, a big like romaine, a head of romaine, and then it had some <laughs> avocado sliced on it. It literally was, and then um. It was, uh, and then dressing, and we kind of chopped it up and tossed it around. Were you guys aware of the prices before going in? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the that best, was... The best thing about Tiffin's is watching all the people with the sticker shock when they realize where yes. they just walked into. <laughs> yeah, they sit down like, oh. for yeah. The Wagyu Tiffin's lobster Hey, Tiffin's has a table. Let's eat there. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Right, <laughs> Maybe I'll right. just get the chicken. Oh, mm -hmm. the I saw I saw a guy. I think he started crying when he was staring at the menu, and then looked out at his party of ten that was with him, realizing <laughs> how much his meal was about to cost him. Research, people. <laughs> research. No tables in Wonderland, uh, sir. <laughs> but for dinner, I had the halibut, which was very good. Just for the halibut. Just for the halibut. <laughs> that was exactly. That's why I ordered it. <laughs> I got shrimp and grits. Uh, there's some heat in that dish, so just be, yes. be warned. There is definitely yes. some spice kicking in there. It was yeah, good. This, it wasn't my this isn't uh, this isn't like Popeye shrimp and grits. No, no, no. It, it wasn't my favorite dish, if I'm being frank. I mean, it, it was good, but it wasn't. Um, it was maybe the, the the heat took over a little bit too much. 
All right. So the, there wasn't as much subtlety in the flavor as you might get in other dishes, but it was still really good. Yeah, the halibut. Hal- around the bush, did you get my favorite dish? The halibut was the win. The halibut. Was All right. And potatoes. Oh, the Gobi Manchurian. Is that your yes. favorite? Yeah. We did. We did get that. Yes. Oh. Side. That was delicious. Oh, it's so good. It's ridiculous. Like you eat it, and you're like, this can't be what they say it is because it tastes far too good. It's true. <laughs> it's true. The, I think... the nearest I can tell is it is frozen cauliflower that they throw into a sauce and then flash fry in a wok. Yep. Yeah, that sounds it's fa- right. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so good. And it, it, it every bite is just as good. And you don't know how it's possible. It's like, what? I don't know. Right. And then for dessert, we had the trios, the Tiffin's trio, right? And, uh, cappuccinos i think Mm. that was good so i think the thing with tiffin's along with the price is that it's a because it's a nice restaurant it's a dinner experience i don't think a lot of people want to give up 90 minutes to two hours of their park time i agree it Um, definitely it i mean and and you know they can be tell me if i'm wrong (laughs) to the travel professionals on the line i won't i don't know if i would recommend it to the first time park goer of which you are one by the way yeah. Unless that first time Parko was a foodie, then I would definitely recommend well, it. And, th- and that would be different. Um, and, you know, if it's somebody that doesn't ride rides, as a, you know, someone who is not interested in doing Flight of Passage, um, right. you know, it, it, they'll definitely be into the experience, then yes, absolutely. <laughs> but for someone who's going for the full Animal Kingdom? True. Yeah, I, w- I, would, I would think that's right. Now, there's a secret menu at Tiffin's that you may not know about for fussy children who might not like the diverse <laughs> menu. I did not they know do, about this. They do have French fries and chicken fingers, though it's Nick, not on the menu. Nick, so take that with you. <laughs> Nick, you can eat there. I had the uh, steak medallions there. They were delicious. Yeah, it's funny because when you ask for the kids' menu, they're bringing out things like you know sustainable fish and grilled chicken and a, a steak. Put the head on it. Yeah, but then the fish does come with a head on it. Maybe not the kids <laughs> portion. Head. But yeah, if you order the full fish on the on the regular adult head. menu, it's a kid fish. You're, you're getting yeah, the whole fish. The kids meal doesn't come with the head on it. I don't believe the kids meal. Uh, no, I hope not. I doubt it. It comes with Sebastian instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, if you if you push hard enough, you can uh, you can go ahead and get those chicken fingers and French fries, which are. A lifesaver when you're a foodie couple and your kid just wants chicken fingers. I think right, you gotta walk over to uh, Dino Land to get them. Yeah, well, yeah. I was gonna say you could sneak in some <laughs> hamburger pods from Stoolie Canteen. Are <laughs> right, so, you gonna move over to Skipper Canteen? Similar. Not so Tuli Canteen, but we'll jump to Skipper Canteen. But before oh, we get there, we Skipper Canteen. <laughs> before we go to Skipper, uh, we had a treat that morning that was breaking news at the time. Because I got a text from Paul that said, go to Aloha Isle and get the strawberry drink. That's right. <laughs> and oh. we did. Red's whatever. What's it called? Red's? Red's Revenge. Red's Revenge. Yeah, maybe not the best naming convention on a drink. Um, well, you know. But, you know, it was red. And it was strawberry It's not Montezuma's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. A strangely designed chocolate pirate hat adorns the top of this uh, this whipped delight. It's uh, yeah. It's I've heard that that 
that weird. hat has caused much consternation. Yeah. It's weird. It's just random. <laughs> it, it looks like it's really from with it. It's it's weird. They'd better <laughs> off with a mustache-shaped one. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have people holding up a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> right? There you go. That's funny. That day would have melted to your face because that was hot. But it was it was really good. It's strawberry soda with strawberry soft serve and a bizarrely shaped chocolate piece adorning the top. <laughs> uh, so that held us over until we went to Skipper Canteen. And Skipper Canteen is maybe, you know, I'm not going to say maybe. It is my new favorite restaurant in Magic Kingdom. I really enjoyed it. it, it uh, and it, this is not my trip report. You can go listen to that. Uh, that was be called for the first time in forever. But uh, um, I was very surprised at how well I liked everything about Skipper Canteen. So what, what was your experience? Kunkaloo is all I'm going to say. Yes. Yes. There was one thing I liked better than the Congolush, and that was our server. Fantastic. She was a hoop. Yeah, she had she great personality. She, she fit right in there. She knew how to manage our table specifically. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't even complain about a single thing there. They, uh, again, were sensitive to the gluten needs. Uh, yeah, so, gluten-free chicken fingers. Yeah, gluten-free chicken fingers. They brought our son gluten-free bread to, to snack on. Um, oh, what were those things called? Wait a minute, those cheese rolls. Wait, 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 wait. Balls. Oh, yeah. You sent me a picture of those. I did. What are those? I don't even know what they're called. I'm going to send Nick a picture of them right now. They look like they were the uh, They look like the ball of bread that Ray eats in The Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was really good. I, I kind of felt guilty because they were supposed to be for him and I wanted to eat them. Right. Hey, you're they not hungry anymore, are you? Oh, that's cool. Uh, where, were you, where were you seated in there? Uh, it's like a back room near the restrooms, but it was we're a back the room. There was like a fireplace in there? Yeah, the room that had the fireplace in it. Okay, so not, not near the butterfly uh, exhibit. Um, yes, we sat yes, in the butterflies. We, we, we sat in the butterfly, butterfly booth. Okay, so you were right there. Perfect. Yeah, the, yeah, the fire thing is in that room, but the, the butterfly exhibit was literally our booth. That's awesome. Okay, so these things are called, I think they're called Pau de Quayo. They're gluten-friendly cheese breads from, like, Brazil, mm. right? With a chimichurri cream sauce, and that was Ooh. amazing. Oh. Yeah. Chimichurri. Mm. Yeah, People, like, Nick, Nick, you'd like that on your beef medallions. Would I? For yeah. those who speak Portuguese, I'm sorry, I just murdered the. That's all right. I'm gonna let but... you say it. I'm not saying it, so it's B E K K A. If it was German, I'd be good, but. What do we eat there? That was good. It tastes like chicken because it is. Right. I had noodles. I had some noodles. You went with the Perkins Thai noodles, I think, right? Yep. They and were good. We, you, um, didn't, you didn't get the lasagna or the. No. That's no. very, very good. We drank wine. We had I, some wine. I know I ordered three appetizers there too because I wanted to try mm. the menu and I can't remember which ones we ordered, but they were all really good. Uh, we had uh, falafel. Did we have falafel? I think we did. I'm, I'm sensing a theme. We did get the shumai. I remember that. Oh, the shumai is very good. Yeah, that we got that too. Good. Oh, and yeah. then those Portuguese cheese rolls. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the three. Hang on, I gotta go stuff. book a. Uh, I gotta go book an ADR for this. 
You yes. should. You, you really do. should. I'll tell you, I didn't I didn't want to go. I had no interest. I'm like, we've already, you know, we already did this at Tiffin's. Honestly, I liked it a lot. I'll go back. I was proven wrong. And it's funny because, it, I mean, it really opens up. The, the entryway doesn't really give you much of a clue of what you're uh, in store for. It's true. It's much different I mean, inside than, you, than it looks like on the outside. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you know, you go in, you're waiting for your table. You can sit in the big wicker chair. And, uh, you know, as I very famously told Amy, I used to like hanging out there to charge my phone before they made it into a restaurant. Oh, tr- yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, right, right there. Yeah. And, um, and it's funny, you, know, you just hang outside and then you go inside and then it's full on jungle skipper quality uh, entertainment from the, it's great. It is, it's very adventure, adventurers club themed as well, with, mixed well, with skipper humor. And, and that's what's funny, I, want, I wanted to uh, give uh, Matt Parrish over on the 3028 a little bit of credit. Uh, when he was uh, discussing with his co-host Kevin, uh, Kevin Quigley about the Adventurers Club on their recent show, and he talked about how Tiffins is kind of a real-world Adventurers Club. And I think That's he's true. right. I think he's right. I like that. Isn't so, there a secret room or something there? A secret room. Ooh, at Tiffins or at Skipper, no, at Skipper Camp? The mask room. <laughs> the library. Ugh. The Balderdash tournament. Um, so our, our server over at Tiffins had said that. Sorry, our our server over at Tiffins said that Joe Rody was just in a few days prior to us being there, and he got to talk to him and stuff. So that's pretty neat. That, that it's known that Joe Rody's a frequent proprietor of. Uh, I love Tiffins. that he pops in. Um, yeah. And not only there, but at Nomad Lounge, he'll he'll just pop over and say hi to people. And- Sign the artwork that is his that is signed. <laughs> mm-hmm. He told us something about the earring that Joe always wears is from the most recent place he visited. Is that correct, Dean? Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. the server was saying. So he wears it until he goes to a new place and gets a new earring. Oh, he gets a new earring. Okay. It's either true or a myth, but it's a fun thing to think about. Hmm. <laughs> I do that, I love- but with beer. <laughs> I drink the most recent beer of the place that I've been, and then oh. when I go someplace else, I get a different beer. Cool. Tiki-taki, tiki-taki. Hoi, hoi, hoi! Good job. Oh, good job. <laughs> so I think our last Heinz. highlight... Well, <laughs> <Dry>. <laughs> Sorry. Dry. The, the last thing I'll highlight from our Walt Disney World portion is the next morning, well, actually the next day in, in general, we decided to take advantage of the fact that we were on the club level meant that we could actually uh, acquire additional fast passes in a given day. What? And, uh, yeah, it's one of For the a fee. It's one of the perks of the club. Now, if you ask me if this was worth value, I would say no. It wasn't worth it for us. It what seems offered, like it up front. Yeah, it seems uh, like it, a great idea. We figured we'd test it out. And really, the, the fact that we wanted to get to all four parks and we only had three days meant that it was it felt beneficial to have fast passes in more than one park. And the only way to do that is to be on club okay. level and pay for this so it's it's 50 right. bucks a person and it's for every day of your stay and you get three additional fast passes and the concierge wow. level will book it for you so you so you have park? your fast pass plus reservations you make and then you have an additional three so you have six per day possible six per day right the, three the concierge that you... person makes them for you yeah Got so it. The, and they'll All make of them. they'll make your three as well oh, now wow. the, the three they make you has to all be in the same park. 
the three that they make for you can be anywhere you want. So what we did was on our last day, well, our first day we went to Animal Kingdom, our second day we went to Magic Kingdom. So on our last day, we started the day at Hollywood Studios, jumped to Epcot for lunchtime, and then we're planning on finishing up at the Magic Kingdom. And That's going to be so much easier once the Skyliner opens. No doubt. Yeah. Um, what we did was we had the concierge book us a Slinky Dog Coaster and Toy Story Mania Fast Pass. Then at Epcot, we booked a Soren Fast Pass. And then we booked our own three, you know, the regular yeah. Fast Passes at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So we had Space Mountain, Seven Dwarves, and something else. I can't remember the last one. Was. Dude, you should have just told me. I would have had my kid wave you right through Toy Story uh, Mania. Ooh. Now he tells me. <laughs> Nick Way Mania. Nick Way Mania. Oh, is that where that name came from? Clever. <laughs> he would never do that. He would never do that. Those, uh, the Skyway moves. Like, we, I was there last week, and those those things move pretty fast. Uh, yeah, they were going? Uh, yeah, they were. When we went, in, we went into um, Hollywood Studios, they were just sitting there, and I guess they have to park them to test the weight or something. Someone was telling me. But when we came out, they were moving, and those things, those things booked. Those things were going really fast. I think I read they go between 15 and 18 miles an hour normally, which cool. is quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they have the monorail, though. Well, well, the monorail can go, I believe, up to 50. Yeah. I, think I, I don't a, think I don't think they do that anymore. I think it's no, a probably. short video. I'll send it to you. Yeah, very of them moving around. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so really our goal was to try to hit the highlights at Studios and at Epcot, and then uh, we were actually catching up with our co-owners for dinner over at Ohana, so we thought, hey, we'll end the night at Magic Kingdom. Um, the reason I mention all that is because we wanted to be able to be in multiple parks. So, of course, we show up at Hollywood Studios and turn to our son and say, okay, what do you want to rope drop? And at first, he wanted to go to Rock and Roller Coaster, which he's never ridden. Ah. Then he kind of balked at it. Then we sat down. Then he couldn't decide. Then he decided, you know what? I really want to go to Launch Bay. He wanted to go meet Star Wars characters. So while 90% of the park was going to Slinky Dog, and the other 10% minus three people were going to Rock and Roller Coaster or Tower of Terror, the three of us were racing our way to the Launch Bay. Yes. Uh, so You didn't want to go meet Lightning McQueen? No, actually, we had thought about that, too. When, when he balked at Rock and Roller Coaster, he said, well, stay over here and we'll go meet Lightning McQueen. But nope, he wanted to go meet BB-8. So, he didn't want to get rope drop the first show of the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular. <laughs> I know, right? BB-8 I mean, is the best. I mean, BB-8's pretty cool. I'll, 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 yes. The best, Polly. Well, he's pretty. No, I don't know. I met Groot. I bet baby Groot. Groot was really cool. Yes. Oh, I haven't met Groot yet. BB-8 is the second best robot meet that you can have from a Star Wars character. Second best? Yes. So the first best would be IG-88, right? The, the rare R2-D2 meet. Oh, the R2-D2 meet. I've met R2-D2 and C-3PO on the cruise. Cool. That's cool. There you Star go. Wars rare. Rare. That's that rare. <laughs> and if you'd like to book a cruise, you can call. Okay. <laughs> B-E-K-K-A at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com so, Or Paul at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com <laughs> Or Dean if, yes. you want the, if you want the third choice. Um, right. So I, I, was, I, I will say this. Uh, there is a special uh, 
special reward, Nick, if you are the first to meet one of the Star Wars characters. If you don't want to know what that special reward is, fast forward about 90 seconds. Spoiler alert right Hang here. On. Hang on, I'm my fast forward button. It's not that much of a spoiler. <laughs> it's, so, it's kind of cool. Again, you know, we got there early. We're talking to the cast member that was outside. They don't let you in the building right away. We finally get in. He chooses BB-8. We are obviously first in line. <laughs> and they handed him a special certificate for being the first to meet BB-8. And he got a free 5 by 7 of his choosing that we could get on the way out of the park. Oh, neat. So wow. We got this cool little uh, certificate that, you know, welcomes him to the rebel forces or whatever it said on there uh, and it, we got a picture of him with bb-8 that was in a little paper frame and all for free just a special moment special reward for being the only person in the park not going to toy story land <laughs> he that's thought awesome. it was really cool he thought it was the best thing ever no i would think that would be cool too that's that's great i like that i like those little magical moments absolutely it was, it was a good magical moment and uh we then popped over and met all three characters that are in there so kylo ren and chewbacca Ah, um, yes. I did not meet Chewbacca. We met Kylo Ren. He tried to stare down my daughter, and she resisted. Ah, <laughs> uh, res I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> there weren't that many people in there, which is kind of interesting. It was kind of empty. Everyone was running to Toy Story Land. Now, that's funny. When the, when it's that empty, are the stormtroopers still walking around accosting, like, just you? Not yet. Not yeah. that early. I don't think they're out that early. Stormtroopers yeah, sleep in. They're, they're not. They were. They were crowd control at Toy Story uh, Land. <laughs> <laughs> they're over there. Hey, Man, somebody Andy, had to be. Andy has. Slow down. Andy has some uh, Star Wars toys too. Yeah. yeah. No running. Slow down. Yeah, that is a ride that you still need a fast pass for. Definitely, it was crazy. <laughs> so the other part of mentioning why it's not worth it for the extra fast passes is you don't always know if you're going to use them. Um, mm. We we didn't. So what happened was we, we used our two at, uh, at Hollywood Studios, got our way up to Epcot, wandered around uh, World Showcase a bit, and never made it back to Soren for our fast pass. Mm. So skip that one. <laughs> then we took the afternoon to go back to the resort, enjoy the club lounge again, get ourselves packed up because we had to head to the next part of our vacation the next day and then went over to the Polynesian and had dinner at Ohana and you know dinner at Ohana's dinner at Ohana I don't think it's changed much I know some people get really nitty-gritty about like little recipe changes here and there I think it's a good not great meal um, they were a little bit tougher as far as getting the accommodations for gluten sensitivity mm. Uh, also, my son mentioned, you know, a little bit of a picky eater, so the things they were bringing him weren't necessarily going to be up his alley anyway. So it wasn't a great match for him, but we had a great time catching up with our friends and, and had a great meal. The problem is the skies opened up during that dinner, and they were not closing anytime soon. So mm. it was downpour and downpour and downpour, and we finally just punted. They actually, the, our friends ended up trying to make a go of it, and they went to the parks. We we passed on it, and so there's three fast passes that we booked that we never used. Right. Yeah. So at, at the end of the day, we used two out of six, which, you know, again, shame on us, I guess. We're the ones who didn't go use them, but... Um, we had to pack. Yeah, we, you, point being, you, you pre-spend on that kind of thing. You can't control the weather. And if you're not going to stay out there in your poncho and get downpoured on, then it may not be the best value to spend money on fast passes. Yeah, now, now that was $50 for length of stay? No, $50 per person per day. Oh, oh that's okay. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, I hope you went back to the lounge and made up for it. 
yeah, it, it takes a lot of safari <laughs> amber and yeah. uh, Kungaloosh beers, whatever we were drinking, <laughs> to make up for that. Yeah. So, next day we go to the cruise port. Woohoo! Yay! Woo! My no. favorite part. Well, leaving that cliffhanger, that is the good stuff. This has been The Good Stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com on Twitter at A-I-O-T Travel or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com and you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon, on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast, and please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. Dearest listener, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as Beau et Bacon proudly presents your outtakes. So, next day we go to the cruise port. Woohoo! Yay! Woo! My favorite part. Now, Paul, do you want a cliffhanger on that and, and cut that as a show, or do you want to keep oh, going? I'll, 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 yep, I'll cut that as a show. So, yeah, uh, I have to do a close then, I guess. That's why you're telling me this. That is correct. Yes. Well, leaving this. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well. Don't step on it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Amy's not here. Somebody has to. Oh, okay. Sorry. Right, go ahead, <laughs> Where's the ad? Oh, here it is. Add to call. You did this before. I am. You think I remember this stuff? There's a we haven't plus. recorded it in like a month and a half. Yeah, I know. It also then, looks different on the laptop than it does on the phone. Well, you got to stop yeah. switching. Well, hello. <laughs> well, hello. All right, I texted Tim. We'll see what this leads to. <laughs> so, um, Paul, today is July 30th. Yes. So I suggest we pull down this audio by August 28th. Um, I'm going to pull it down tonight. <laughs> Too soon? No, not too soon. <laughs> I still didn't get an answer from Scotty as to what his favorite BGM was. That's funny. Uh, we, Beck, we, we recorded a show with Scott. and um, favorite BGM. That's thoughtful. None of us actually pulled, the, like Paul and I didn't pull down the audio from Skype, and it only keeps it there 30 days. Oops. And we recorded yeah. that one. Uh, we recorded that one in, what, May? Yeah. Sorry, I, I have a podcast recorded from a year ago, and I never posted it. <laughs> I haven't recorded it since. I still have Nick's recordings from the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Hey, Carrie has just finished a workout, and Carrie has earned a reward. She has earned the July Challenge Award, which is fantastic. Cool. And for you non-Apple Watch people, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Close the circle. I'm a non-Apple Watch person. Yes. I'm a Fitbit Charge 3.
Samsung. That's right. Close your circles. It looks different this time. Wait, am I there? There he is. Oh my goodness. Heck. What's up, Chuck? I, I think my What's up, Chuck? The on my Skype account. That's gross. <laughs> I, I said just call my cell and leave a voicemail and I'll grab the file from there. He says I don't have your number. So I called him. And <laughs> I said me. and I said, "Hi. This is Barter and Bacon. We discuss the good stuff of Disney." <laughs> <laughs> As I was driving uh, through the parking lot of Cabana Bay University. Yeah. <laughs> Live podcast intro. That's awesome. But so we're not here to how... talk about Nick's show. No. We're, we're, we are rustling through the closet. What is going on? <laughs> Sorry, moving my headphones. Oh, well, you do have a large head. Which leads to a large phone, which means it picks up everything. <laughs> Everything. Apologies. No, it's fine. Oh. And I'm driving on Long Island. But not Miss Daisy. Oy vey, no. No, not at all. But we're Sorry. not here to talk about... That's fine. Go ahead. Oh, today playing the role of Amy will be Dean. <laughs> Just a few interruptions. To <laughs> sidetrack side everything. Yes. And maybe he'll sing. To a certain podcast co-host of mine, Dean. Dean, who who also? Whoa, rope, 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 ro robot, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Try that again, Paul. Oh, it's continuing. Uh oh, this is. The... Oh, well, I'll just introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly capable. This is the high-quality uh, internet. Availability cell service of Long Island right now. Wow. <laughs> I'll say that all again. Uh, Dean. B E E K K That was even better. Wow. Wow. Well, hello. A rare appearance. Who's here? That, I'm not sure I understand. Be KKA. Oh, it's not the case. Oh, it's explored. Oh, Beck, you're, you're breaking up Polly style now. Yeah, Polly's infectious. I aspire to be. Is that better? Yeah. Not great. Maybe. <laughs> Dean, you're going to have a lot of editing to do. I don't have to edit any of this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's not cool. That's a Thanks, terrible podcast. Actually, it's, it's, it's quite easy to edit. I put in the razor point and then I fast forward until it like gets good again. And then I razor it again and I delete. <laughs> I ripple delete and it closes up the gap and it's perfect. It's done. Fantastic. Yes. It just takes them three to four months to do it. And, well, and that's, that's if I remember to download the audio. Jingle bell, jingle bam!